appreciate the insight. This is this is a lot of a lot of information um, that can like help it out, help out the setup and everything. I talked with Kenan last week about um about uh, lighting, about like lighting the space and oh, like, yeah. getting like stuff in the background. So I printed out this, which you can't see the whole thing, but it's like from my hundred day challenge. Printed out Absolutely. the whole thing. And I'm just filling filling the space up. I changed my camera angle a little bit. I have to get a black like a blackout curtain here. I want to do that. Totally. So get some weird. yeah. Get some decent lighting and everything. Like I have this this one key light here, but I want to get one here to fill it in. Not make this one be so uh, so like fucking in your face type of scenario. Um, totally. So yeah, that. talking talking like that's that's what's coming from this too it's like talking to people that have expertise in different areas that that can give you like pointers on things it's it's so it's so awesome because you never would have you never would have experienced it like yeah you talk to him on twitter you follow him on twitter and stuff but like the question is it's just or like the you know him giving me advice and um tips just came up so organically that it never would have happened if we wouldn't have had the conversation so it's like you know oh yeah it's fantastic one thousand percent i agree yeah i, I want to do a lot of that stuff too i want to get a light bar and i don't know i want to get like a led frostify logo i think that'd be pretty fire to go like right behind me over there that'd be pretty sick that would be dope <laughs> yeah i don't know it's, it's hard because the camera kind of like aims downwards so like mm-hmm. it's hard to like position shit i don't know mm-hmm. i'm probably gonna remodel or something we'll see that's <laughs> nah, okay all right let's get totally. started here huh let's get started yeah heck yeah i'm so ready i'll do the little intro Okay. Before, before, like, audio's all good, right? You can't... I have a fan on in the background. I think Discord no, noise suppresses that, but can yeah, you do that? Yeah, or? Discord does. Um, I have a fan okay. on here, too, so I think we're pretty... We're both pretty good. Actually, I'm going to move awesome. this a little bit here for a sec. Yeah, you're chilling. There we go. There we go. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. So everything sounds crisp on my end. Like we're all good to go. Yeah, you're good, and levels and everything is good too. Um, that's something that I've seen a lot recently with my levels. Um, is that people have been Dude. Pe- people have been peaking, just peaking. I feel, I feel, I feel that because I've had some people that use headset mics, some people that have good quality mics. I've had people that use you know AT twenty. Like it's mm-hmm. it, all the mics are different, so it's just a pain to tweak it. But yeah, yeah, awesome. le- levels are good. All right, let's go. <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Creative Process Podcast with myself, Jared Klein. Today, for episode eight of season three, obviously, you can see that we have an episode, or, uh, a guest on again, uh, Frostify. Welcome to the podcast, man. Thank you, for, thank you for coming on today. I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you for having me. I'm super stoked to be here. Really stoked to be here, actually. Well, that's that's awesome to hear, my man. That's awesome. Um, I it, it, And I also got a throw out some thanks too with the time change um this has happened two weeks in a row on mondays i forget that i have softball like i play soul pitch softball i completely forget that i have softball and i'm like oh yeah let's schedule one for 7 p.m and then it comes up sunday or saturday the couple days before oh shit i have softball i can't do it (laughs) but but yeah Yeah. i appreciate the flexibility of course absolutely i'm super happy to be here and super excited to talk about some awesome stuff today no worries about the time change at all i promise (laughs) you're totally chilling i do this all the time i mean if anybody's watched my content like it's so inconsistent like i i need to get with the program Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah you're chilling all right well yeah introduce yourself um who you are where you're from what do you do go as deep or as shallow as you want my man absolutely so 
anybody listening, my name is Frostify. I am a graphic designer and motion designer for Oni Studios. Absolutely fantastic people over there. And I also make YouTube content, tutorials, and other things like that to really just bring, you know, design entertainment to a whole nother level and make it interesting and stuff. So, yeah, that's who I am. So, yeah. Hell, hell yeah, that was a really good intro. That was short and sweet. You are, you. Like, I got my, I got my YouTube voice on right now. <laughs> I was gonna say it, it was like it was like you've done this before, you know. <laughs> oh, for real, for real. We're yeah. vibing, bro. Yeah. So, um, so graphic designer for Oni Studios. Um, Oni Studio. I, you know, initially when we were talking before we started um, recording, I forgot that you work for Oni Studios. Um, what exactly is is um oni studios oh man oni studios honestly guys absolutely fantastic people they are a studio based in austin texas that help content creators reach new heights in their career right so me personally i've always been a massive fan of gaming like huge fan of gaming esports uh you know youtube content stuff like that so i really gravitated towards oni because they offered a really 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 good opportunity to kind of participate and bring content to new heights so overall oni is fantastic they do all sorts of stuff from you know helping people market helping people uh you know with graphics really just overall getting content to a whole new level so absolutely fantastic people there i've had a super super fun time working there and I definitely recommend you guys go check them out. Like they are absolutely fantastic. So yeah, they're they're pretty much like a a studio that specializes in content creation niches. So are they kind of are they a competitor to VBI? Would you consider that? Or no, mm, I'd, are they I'd kind say, of different. I'd say it's a little bit different because VBI is um, very design based. So I mean, Oni is also very design based as well, but they do more so stuff on like the marketing ends you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so like um if you go look at their website you can see all sorts of awesome services that they do but yeah i definitely say that they're um they're more wide spectrum um because vpi does phenomenal design work overall uh but yeah just more services offered okay yeah i'm looking at their website right now i had no idea that it was founded or found yeah founded by cypher pk and i don't know absolutely amazing content creator bro cypher's awesome is that is that like his girlfriend daniela yep that's his wife okay Super cool wife okay i used to watch cypher like back when i was like back when i was in college like with fortnite and everything and he was like one of the main content creators around fortnite so i had, I had no idea he he started this i know he started uh metal umbrella did i get that right metal umbrella you know oh, the vibes, yeah, I, okay, I couldn't even read that on your hat. <laughs> no, <laughs> I couldn't even chilling. read that. Um, you're chilling. But yeah, like I, I know he started that. That's like his clothing brand, right? That's what he. That, that's what he's doing. Yep. Okay. That umbrella is awesome. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. That that kind of surprised me that he, that he was like a founder of this. Okay. Awesome. So is it like a full production studio? Like, is it that, or is it like, um, like I mean, you said it helps with like marketing and helps with you know um you know creating and content planning and you know this that and the other thing but do they do like is it like like management or is it like production a little bit of both a little bit of both yeah it's honestly pretty phenomenal what's going on awesome okay yeah I i guess i've never yeah so i'm looking on their website here i guess yeah strategy and growth personal talent coordinator business development production and resource tools yeah, so basically they got everything. 
They do. Absolutely. They're fantastic. Fantastic. All right. Well, yeah, this – yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you guys want to check out Oni Studios, it's O-N-I Studios. It's at O-N-I Studios GG on Twitter. So there you go. Um, if you want to go connect with them. I know all the Frostify stuff will be in the description. I'll give I'll give you a little shout-out too, and obviously at the end I'll say it when we close out. But um, Frostify stuff will be in the description. So if you just go to his Twitter, it will be there. It's in his bio. So Absolutely. Come so, check me out, guys. Yeah, for I sure. I'll come up, I'm not scary. I don't bite. <laughs> um, question about that too. Do you want me to put your link tree in, or just like? Oh, that's entirely up to you. Overall. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I know, like, obviously, like your link tree is where everything is. You know, so. Very true. I personally like. Obviously, growth is like a big, <laughs> a big thing to me. But I don't really like pay attention to the numbers much. You know what I mean? I really mm-hmm. like to think about like how people are impacted more than that so link tree or not it doesn't it doesn't matter at all i mean you don't even really have to plug my socials if you don't want i'm just oh, honestly on. super hyped to be here <laughs> no seriously, seriously. <laughs> calm down with that shit come on that that was that was a little bit too humble to be <laughs> hey, man. your socials hey, man. are getting in positivity. there bro <laughs> awesome. um yeah so so i think i'm, I'm trying to remember back on how we like connected did we just connect like recently just because like oh yeah i think uh was it just recently or yeah it's i i can't really track a lot but i believe like randomly uh you checked out a tweet of mine i can't remember if it was frostcast related or not but then Mm -hmm. you reached out and honestly i started listening to creative process a lot i even checked out a few episodes before um we even started following each other so i was like heck yeah and um yeah that's pretty that's pretty much that like it was very simple dm'd just started talking normally and Mm -hmm. just vibing you know what i mean um fantastic work on this podcast by the way literally i've been listening to lots of episodes i listened to the one with mason good homie of mine uh the one with deb was also fantastic like Mm -hmm. you're really diving into good topics and i really dig that so that's awesome i appreciate it i really do (laughs) i really do if you if 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 you're just listening viewer my smile is going ear to ear i always love hearing that (laughs) absolutely i appreciate the good words all about that influence all about that influence and you're killing it absolutely so Based off of your portfolio, I see I see a lot of esports stuff. That's mainly what's in there. Obviously, you have some of your YouTube thumbnails that are based around your content, but your portfolio, at least on Behance, has 100% esports stuff in there. So, absolutely, I want esports right over here. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about that because that's where I come from. Now I'm working in sports. Um, I kind of transitioned. I think that's a transition where we're seeing more and more and more. Oh, dude, esports 100%. designers going into sports, and honestly, I've been seeing sports design like like when when you make like a sports design like edit around like a player or like a game day or something that's getting moved into the esports scene there's more there's a lot more manipulation yeah. and like creativity in that sense in the esports scene so let let's talk about the esports scene one I mean, obviously, you're with Oni, like, you're working with them. Um, my guess is that you take on freelance clients as well within the industry, too. So, I guess, as the esports industry as a whole, do you see it as a feasible career path for designers, like, for starting out and, like, you know, getting into it and everything? Absolutely. I think esports is fantastic. I've had um, quite a few experiences uh, making work and stuff for side projects before getting hired, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's been honestly amazing. One thing about esports is that it really has a unpredictable 
movement you know what i mean like esports is absolutely fantastic but it's not necessarily an industry that you can kind of step in and expect linear growth you know it's very all over the place because it's it's really new mm-hmm. um honestly really i, I would like to say re- revolutionary evolutionary like it's very on the brink of being new you know what i mean so a lot of people are studying it really getting to understand like the demand for all of these digital games and mm-hmm. you know tournaments that happen like you know the cdl stuff like that and obviously those have those have been around for a few years but overall esports is pretty good and it's fresh you know what i mean obviously right now uh economy is kind of crazy so you're gonna kind of expect job kind of like fluctuations and really Honestly, like weird things happening all over the place, you know, like weird layoffs, um, maybe some budget cuts. It happens 100%. It happens. Happens um, everywhere. Oh, absolutely. It's not even just in the esports industry, it's all over the place. Like, I mean, I'm, I even talk with like my parents all the time. Uh, my mom manages a store, it's super cool. It's like a fabric store, and there's quite a bit of, uh, you know, short staffing because of hour issues and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, Esports, honestly, is good in its own industry as well. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't say that there's... I wouldn't say there's anything wrong with esports. Absolutely not. It's just very, very new and unpredictable. So, if you are getting into esports, first off, pat yourself on the back because esports is fantastic. It's a great industry to go into. Amazing people to meet. Um, But also expect that it's not exactly going to be the easiest wave. I I mean, pretty much any industry isn't going to be an an easy wave. You know, you you really just got to start somewhere and work and work and work until you can reach that final destination. And even then, the final destination isn't final. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. It's all about trial and error. And to be completely honest, I fell in love with esports because of the people and the culture. Um, Esports has fantastic culture. So I definitely think if you are planning on getting into it, it is for sure something to look into mm-hmm. absolutely um yeah i'd say esports is a feasible career for a designer because there's a lot of jobs out there that offer you know full-time salaries part-time salaries even internships to get your foot in the door mm-hmm. every single day we're seeing esports jobs get valued more and more in other industries too you know mm-hmm. what i mean um you know some some people look and go oh you work for a gaming organization that's really good like we need that culture and you can get hired at you know i don't know uh, a studio or something like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So mm-hmm. I definitely think it's it's a good career path, but you have to stick to it and do not lose faith. I promise. Since it's not exactly linear, like pretty much any other industry, you're going to expect a lot of this. You know what I mean? Like going up and down, ups, going through ups and downs, going through obstacles that you didn't know you would have to face. So just be prepared for that overall. That's what I would say personally. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested at what you said, like when it comes to the esports industry being new and people like that have been in the esports industry. Like I've been in it for, I mean, I've, I've known of it for like 10 years, but I've been like working in it for about eight or seven years. So yeah, very new. it's like comparing to like the other entertainment industries like the the niche entertainment industries sports music you know whatever you kind of gravitate towards when it comes to entertainment esports is very very new like even going back 10 years or i think 15 years is probably when it like first started you know having consistent tournaments and consistent money pots and consistent you know in several games now like you're seeing like it ramp up faster and faster and faster which i think is really good like they got into franchising in some games um in the past handful of years which is something that has been seen in you know 
any other sports league in the world. Yeah. You know, like they're sure. starting to adapt franchising. They're like a lot of money is going into the industry. And um, it's, I like to say like, like if, if you just got in the esports industry in the past two years, I want to know, like, I want to talk to someone that has done that because their outlook on esports, like, they may say it's moving fast, but shit. <laughs> Wait, have, I know. It, have you? Yeah, I, I just like the last started, two or what? Yeah, I started esports in December of 2021. Oh shit! Okay, so yeah, I want to ask you. Very <laughs> new. I know. I know. It probably is like. I know it's probably like. Damn, like he's he's so fresh. You know, like he he's here. Like, how does he know this industry is not linear? You know what I mean? And the truth is, people, connections, lots of connections. I have had a blast studying from other people in the industry overall. You know, mm-hmm. learning every day on how it works, not just esports in general, but content. You know, like how all of these different industries function is super fantastic to see and like really cool to watch. Like, honestly, it's like probably the most fascinating thing I've I've ever encountered in my design scene to really just see how these industries adapt, how graphics impact you know analytics, how graphics impact sales, how you know graphics impact social status, stuff like that. Um, but overall, I've learned from a lot of amazing, talented esports designers how this industry exactly functions. And obviously, very new. I'm still learning every day, so I could be absolutely wrong. But eight years, ten years, how long did you say you were working in the esports industry? Like about ten, eight? Well, yeah, like I've that. known of it for ten years, but like probably closer to seven years. Yeah, over a little bit over seven years. Absolutely. So I, I'm not like a a massive massive esports like fanatic <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> <laughs> i like what you did no, there. <laughs> for real for real but like i um i overall am not like a mastermind at esports but it is something that i definitely have gravitated towards and i have become a massive nerd for it you know what i mean mm-hmm. like the way the way they present game days i personally think it's amazing how they franchise and overall bring a new type of enter- like you said entertainment style to the table mm-hmm that's why it's so new because it's it's like technology and gaming tournaments are is such a fresh idea you know what i mean and especially with like covid and all of this other stuff going on like they're the fact that like it's still standing and still going strong is a really really good sign mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about mm-hmm. so yeah esports is honestly truly amazing and obviously i'm very very fresh in the scene so you got to keep in mind i'm very very new you know what i mean like I, I'm I'm definitely um definitely more of a fan of content. Like I love doing content creation stuff, but esports is definitely like one of those niches that I absolutely fell in love with. Mm-hmm. Um but overall I'm too fresh. I can say that it's exactly new, but it's it's cause, you know, I've learned from other people that it's very new. Um lots of friends going through different experiences, lots of friends uh, you know, getting good opportunities and sticking with it and overall seeing it through to the end um big events in the esports scene you know lots lots of stuff like that so Mm -hmm. yeah i'm i mean i'm pretty new to it so but overall (laughs) i i see it i see it a blasting a while like a real a really long time so i I think the thing there is like it it goes it's going to be lasting a while because gaming and like video games are only going to evolve, you know, they're never oh, going to yeah. go away. Like when esports first started out, like video games were still relatively, you know, in their, I guess I wouldn't say infant stage, but like from when video, like competitive video games and competitive gaming, like what I remember was like, you know, COD three 
you know that's what i remember and that's how i base the start of esports off of like from then which was like what probably like 2006 2007 for cod 3 i may be wrong i may be dating myself <laughs> um, that's, a, that's a while <laughs> so like so like from then till now it's changed a shit ton but it's changed so like true. it's changed for the better with the evolution of the video of the video games that are being played and being played Absolutely. competitively and you know with that becomes you know as as the game keeps getting played and people are enjoying the game it start it develops a good community around it develops a good you know um good content around it and good you know coverage when it comes to a tournament more money's going to come in and that's just going to fuel the fire and then it's going to keep snowballing and everything like that so it's it, it's one of the it's one of those entertainment industries that's like like you said it's very new but it's it's it has a lot of potential Absolutely to be very consistent you yes know? exactly exactly the, um, the potential is massive and honestly like it's it's only a matter of time before it truly takes off permanently i'd say because it's so revolutionary and technology is advancing like you know we've got vr we've got the metaverse i don't know if any of those would play a role in esports but we've got lots of technology advances you know mm -hmm. lots of new video games coming out i mean look at what happened with valorant it came out it got its own league like it's been a real thrive of like an esports franchise mm -hmm. to do valorant um league is there gears is there you know what i mean like as games come out it's only going to expand the esports industry more personally mm -hmm. that's 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 what i predict overall and before you know? we know it like we're gonna be we're gonna be seeing like an esports channel next to espn yes you know? there's gonna exactly. be like a consistent esports coverage channel very similar to espn that's gonna be all like covering everything that's going on i mean there's already seasons you know there's already esports specific seasons you know that go on in specific times of the year so it's like you know i don't see i mean there may be our but they're not there may be our channels like this but they're not the you know mainstream tv media yet you know they may be but like they may be like on twitch or yeah. you know on other i don't know what to say you know what i mean like other yeah other broadcasting, broadcasting platforms yeah, yeah yeah so absolutely you know i it, mean but you so have much room for it yeah, you have to think about how much media coverage it's getting now, though, even if it's not mainstream. Like, lots of stuff, dude. I mean, mm -hmm. even even esports news company brands are growing within the scene. Like, Dexerto, you know. That's true. Uh, Jake Lucky, you got The Flank. You've got all of those amazing guys down there that are absolutely killing it with news coverage. So how do we know those guys won't become the next mainstream esports mm -hmm. media? You know what true. I mean? It's <laughs> like, Absolutely. You just gotta... Honestly, like, esports is gonna pop you know what i mean mm. just the, the exact same way that content will like i remember way back when youtube started it was like i didn't use it much personally because it was so new obviously i don't even know like when when was youtube founded exactly it was like oh, let me shit. look it up real yeah, quick i was gonna say i was about to look it up but <laughs> youtube founded was it was founded in 2005 so i was one years old when it was founded fun Holy fact shit. guys you're born, born in 2004. 2004 yeah and actually coincidentally 14, 15, 16, 19, 28. It's like six days before my actual birthday, so that's crazy. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, so it was founded in 2005, and it was fresh. It No one used it. It was very, very fresh, and it started building up. Obviously, I'm a big YouTube nerd. Like, I'm probably the biggest content nerd because that's what I fell in love with ultimately, you know, that niche in particular. Mm -hmm. So YouTube started out 
probably could imagine that a lot of people didn't exactly use it, but as it gained more traction and entertainment value, it popped, you know? Mm. You see YouTube evolving every day, you see Twitch evolving every day. All of these fantastic platforms for people to literally go, upload, watch content for free, literally for free, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Lots of advancements, and I could see esports doing something similar. Actually, as a matter of fact, it kind of already is, if you really think about it. Like, you can watch the COD League for free on YouTube. You oh yeah, I mean? they they stream it live, and they even they, you know they um they strip their matches from there and post it post tournament too. So it's like, yeah, I mean a lot of leagues do that. A lot of leagues, Overwatch Absolutely. League, COD, CS, Valorant. I mean CS has reruns on Twitch all the time. You know, like yeah. ESL, they have reruns of CS Grand Finals match or CS Semis or whatever their last tournament was. They do those all the time. So it's like. You know, it's only out there. It's always out there. Absolutely. <laughs> it's insane. Absolutely. And it's it's getting so massive that you've got, you know, the media companies coming in for sponsorships. Mm-hmm. Like, you've got YouTube Gaming signing a lot of, you know, streamers. I know that's not exactly esports related, but you've got content oh, stuff there. 100% it is. Yeah. Like, 100% I mean, it's, it's esports related. Same deal. You've got Twitch sponsoring, uh, you know, Fortnite events, mm-hmm. stuff like that. I think mm-hmm. that's absolutely fantastic. Both platforms are honestly killing it. I know there's like a lot of heated debates on Twitter. Which one's better, Twitch or YouTube? Because you know, <laughs> YouTube recently introduced like streaming, and they're they're competitors. They really are. Mm-hmm. But overall, they are both providing an immense amount of value of entertainment, and all for free. If you can really like fathom that, you can just watch all that content for free and still they make revenue obviously off of ads and stuff like that it makes you really wonder where this is going to go in the future in terms of esports you know what i mean mm-hmm. like and it's just fantastic cuz not only do the companies get paid but the creators get paid the cash flow is more than likely perfect you know what i mean mm-hmm. like really consistent i mean let me take that back maybe com- not completely consistent but there's a lot of money involved and there's a lot of dedication and people that really want to see this scene thrive and that is ultimately what is going to make it pop off because mm-hmm. you've got so many passionate people you know what i mean mm-hmm. so kind of segueing into content since we just started talking about youtube a little bit more um you personally you have a youtube channel um Absolutely. obviously it, it's around graphic design i see um i see you have done some reaction videos as well so oh, yeah. top five designs um so kind of give like a little uh scratch the surface here for the people and then we'll get into content and everything about like scratch the surface about like your youtube channel kind of promo that for the people a little bit <laughs> awesome awesome so my personal niche like i've been saying you like youtube content has been that mm-hmm. since day one even as a little kid before even getting into graphic design I, my dream was to make YouTube videos. You know what I mean? I don't want to be the best of the best, the biggest of the biggest. <laughs> I just want to be able to impact people's lives, you know, through content. Because I know that when I was a little kid watching content like that, like Sesso, big shout out to you if you're listening. Um, your YouTube content absolutely inspired me, like, to ridiculous amounts. And so I wanted to become that person for other people as well. You know what I mean? I want to be the person that I wish I had when I was starting 12 years old. <laughs> you know, there's, I want to be able to help grow the graphic design niche. I want to be able to be there for people that wake up one day and go, you know what? I'm 15 years old. I'm a sophomore in high school and I really want to get into graphic design. Where do I start? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so a lot of, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And a lot of my content on YouTube is really a kind of like mix between teaching and entertainment. 
You know what I mean? Because I really feel personally believe that it's better to have a balance between entertaining uh, videos and also teachable videos. Because at the end of the day, you have to be providing a resource to your viewers. You know what I mean? Um, you have to be there for them. You have to be able to stay consistent, which is, <laughs> let's just say something I, uh, I'm not the best at at the moment, but I'm working <laughs> on it. I'm working on it. I swear. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do a lot of reaction videos. I really just overall want to help designers also get their names out there too. Um, that's what the whole point of the top five designs of the week series was. And it's coming back soon. It was discontinued, but it's coming back soon, reworked. I want to be able to provide people a really easy platform to overall just showcase their talents. I can't tell you, man, how many like designers in this industry are so talented and are right on the edge of being like recognized, reached out to, uh, commissioned, whatever the case may be. But there's just simply too much going on. You know what I mean? I I want to be that person that's able to reach out and impact someone's life through content. You know, um, sometimes I get DMs that are like, yo, Frost, your recent video is super cool, helped me a lot, warms my absolute heart. That is what I do this for, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, numbers are just numbers on a screen, they're pixels on a screen, but you can never, ever, ever forget changing someone's life. And personally, I'm not really saying I'm out here changing lives, of course, but... My goal is to change lives. My goal is to get that person that wants to get into graphic design. My goal is to teach that person that wants to get into graphic design. My goal is to give ideas to people that want to do graphic design, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so ultimately, like, size personally doesn't matter. And that's something I really wanted to touch base on in this episode. I feel like a lot of designers focus on numbers rather than the value they're providing and their reach. You know what I mean? Um, it doesn't matter if you get five likes on a tweet. It doesn't matter if you get... 50 likes on a YouTube video. It doesn't matter if you get 10 likes on a video, two likes on a video. Those two people that liked that video enjoyed your content, you mm-hmm. know, enjoyed your designs, enjoyed whatever the case may be. So ultimately, a little introduction to my YouTube content. I ultimately just post for entertainment value because I personally love it. I mean, design is definitely like my passion. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. So being able to make videos on it, not a problem at all. I absolutely love it, whether or not it's tutorials, reacting to design fails, or even just update videos. Uh, you know, that's pretty much it. I did a lot of really cool series where I try to involve the community. That's the ultimate goal to, you know, get people involved, to teach, and to influence as much as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. I love that, man. I oh. love that. Um, at the end of the day, yeah, I, I, I love it. It's It, like, comes down to, you know, you put being... I guess in in a sense, well, not in a sense, you are, you're kind of putting yourself into a vulnerable state, kind of show like wanting to teach people and talking from, you know, your experiences and everything. And then when it comes back to, you know, other people benefiting from that or taking a piece of that video or a piece of content and taking that as inspiration or as something that gets them started in X, Y, X, Y, or Z, you know, it's, that's really what what we do it for you know i mean obviously down the road you know we keep doing it and you know there may be money involved you know i'm not gonna beat around the bush you know getting paid to do what you love is something that we all look forward to but you know being able to spread value like give value and um you know spread you know that information that you that you've learned that maybe you haven't that you didn't get when you were first starting out that's the ultimate goal in my eyes too. That's the, I, I'm coming from the same place that you are too. When it comes from, or when it comes to creating content and especially when I, when I decided to make this podcast too, like that's where I was coming from. That's where I was like all about. I was like, I want to share what I've learned because I didn't have that when I started. So it was like, 
why don't I just do it then? You know, it's one of those things. Absolutely. I definitely wish there was like people there to say, you know, use invoices on PayPal instead of sending money. You'll get charged back. I wish there was people Mm -hmm. that said, uh, you need to be careful for scammers. Uh, You know, stay consistent. Your audience will be there. You know, like that's that's the kind of stuff that I want to teach. I want to be able to really just reassure everyone that watches my content and overall is interested in design that it is all a process and it is okay to fail it is okay to make mistakes it is okay to absolutely butcher a client order like it's okay for all of that you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day it's all a learning experience just like any other thing you know like you make mistakes and you grow and quite frankly i had to go through those mistakes i wouldn't say alone but definitely a harder way you know what i mean that's why i want to be able to sit here and be able to talk about my experiences and overall like you're right (laughs) i will put myself in a very vulnerable position a lot because at the end of the day i'm going to be brutally honest you know i'm going to be very honest about you know the hardships i've had to go through you know the the stuff that i've had to not sacrifice because to be completely honest i haven't really sacrificed much i've gone through a lot of hard times in life but nothing design related um I ultimately just want to be there to reassure that everything's going to be chill. You know what I mean? And it is a process because as a 12 year old starting as a little kid starting, I definitely did not believe that this was going to get to this point. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I was just a little kid messing around on the laptop. You know, that's, that's what it was. I remember I got my first client order for $20 and I lost my shit. I was like 13 years old. (laughs) I was like, Oh my God. First ever mistake I made, completely transparent. I'm going to say it right now. I was 13 years old, got paid $20 for the stream package, and I spent all the $20 before the order was completed. I'm sure all of you guys can see where this is going next because obviously following that, client uh, requested a chargeback and, or a refund, and it was, it was a pain, but that's what I'm here for. You know, like you, you chalk up these mistakes and you move forward. You know, I had to get my mom. I was like, mom, listen. I screwed up. Uh, this client paid me 20 bucks. This was like way earlier on, like before I even like was really into the Twitter community, you know, like I probably had like 30 followers. Like I, just to give you an idea of how long ago that was, I was probably like 2017, 2016, like something very, very, very long ago. But mm-hmm. ultimately we all make mistakes in design and yeah, that's, that's what my content's here to teach, you know, like really just teach how, I got to the point that I'm at, how, you know, you can really establish yourself and build yourself, you know, your graphic design business overall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, I I like to say like, yeah, I I went to school, I went to school for graphic design and everything. I guess how, what are you, 18, 19? Yeah, I'm 18 now. 18. Are you looking in to go to school for graphic design? To be completely honest, like, I don't necessarily have, like, a solidified business plan, but um, overall, I wanted to really dive into, you know, making this full-time and seeing where it leads. Mm -hmm. If stuff doesn't end up working out and all that, school is definitely on the back of my mind. I definitely picture it as an option. I know you can definitely get the same material being self-taught, but Mm -hmm. personally, design school, especially, like I mentioned earlier with COVID and stuff, a lot of people have lost including me believe it or not i know i'm very open with content and very open with talking to people but i have crippling social anxiety (laughs) like it's so bad when i go out i can barely even have a conversation so design school would be more than just learning design for me you know it'd be meeting new people Mm -hmm. uh you know taking advice from professors stuff like that so it is definitely on the back end of my mind for sure Mm -hmm. yeah i was i was gonna say something like 
like that, like going into like about my experiences too. And like going into design school and using school and going through it, I graduated, let's see a year ago. So May nice. of 21, I think, right? That's right. Yeah. It's 2022. <laughs> May That's of, super dope. Yeah. May of 21. I graduated a year ago. Honestly, I coming like coming from a stance of, I was designing since seventh grade you know, coming from that stance, like designing preschool, like pre-college, I necessarily don't think it was needed. But yeah, with the job that I'm at now, I needed the degree to get the job that I have now. It 100% depends on where you want to go in, in like, you know, in your profession. If you want to stay freelance, if you want to stay, you know, working within what you're doing, like working in within like esports and stuff, especially esports, you don't really need a degree to Absolutely. get a job in esports. You don't. Granted, you don't need a degree to get a job in design, period. You don't. You don't at all. Trust me when I say this, you do not need a degree to get a design in sports or esports at all. Very true. Granted, those are the only industries that I know, so that's all I'm gonna say. I don't I don't know anything else about any other industries. Um but like I look back now on school and it was good that you brought that that you brought up like the communication aspect of it and like being able to talk, you know, being able to feel comfortable asking people for advice or, you know, feeling comfortable meeting new people and meeting new classmates. Specifically, I look back on college. It's like I learned how to take constructive criticism in college. I remember when I took my first art 101 class, like to start out my gen eds, I like folded when I got feedback and now like now it's just one of those things that comes with, yeah, comes with being a designer. It comes with the career. So it's like, I don't think like looking back, I don't think I would be in a worse spot if I didn't go to school. Honestly, I think I would have like when I was in school, that was like my plan, my plan a, and like I had a plan, I had a plan B to where if I didn't go to school, I only had a plan A, you know, or I guess, okay. I said that I said the first part wrong. School was my plan B freelancing and doing esports stuff. And, you know, doing what I was doing before exactly. school, that was my plan A. So school is my safety net. So like if school yeah. didn't work out, I was like, okay, whatever, I can go do this. But school ended up, you know, I ended up using the four years to go. But if I didn't go to school, I probably would have, you know, I would have dedicated myself a little bit better, a little bit more to my personal craft. Um, and be more specific to the industry that I loved before I went into school. Granted, I still love it, but I'm just not – I haven't been in it as much as I used to. Um, so, like, when it comes to school, I don't know where I was going with this point because I just started rambling. But I no, guess, I guess like, on, I guess, like, when it comes to school, especially if you're coming – if you're watching this podcast from, like, following Frost, like, don't feel like you have to go to school to become a good designer. Like I so like true. like like YouTube University, man. That's that's what oh it is. Oh my god! YouTube University, I, like Skillshare, like there's so many different platforms you can pay the fraction of. Even if you want to pay, oh yeah, pay the fraction of the price that that would cost you to go to school, and you can get the same. You know, you can honestly get the same education in a way. Honestly, you know, honestly, I might I might take this opportunity to plug something real quick. Well, not plug. It's not out yet. But I mean, <laughs> anyone who's listening, you got early, you got early access. Congrats! <laughs> so, 
I would 100% agree. Me and Homescope talked about this in um, the Frostcast episode about how mm-hmm. there is so much material on YouTube, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot even explain to you how many graphic design tutorials there are. There's duplicates. There's original content. There's new content. There's all sorts of cool stuff you can look at. I mean, this Friday, um, I'm uploading a video called 25 Photoshop Tips and Tricks in 10 Minutes, right? Like, you can find stuff like that all over the place. Tips and tricks, uh, you know, tutorial videos. That's exactly how I started out. I mean, I do you think I learned how to make a Behance, tutor- or a Behance portfolio on my own? No. <laughs> Absolutely not, you know? You think I learned how to use Photoshop on my own? Absolutely not. It's exactly why I mentioned Sesso. He was one of the big playing factors in me learning design because his tutorials were very, very high quality and very resourceful for someone my age starting mm. graphic design. Mm. You know what I mean? And so you can go and find that stuff. Like, right now, if you go up, like, literally think about anything. If you look up how to make an esports header, there will be at least 200-plus tutorials there for you to follow. And you could just keep branching off of that. And the best thing about it is the tutorial acts as a foundation. Mm-hmm. So if you start the tutorial and you work, to, like, through the tutorial and stuff, it, it's only, like, it's almost like a, a tree, you know, like with different branches and stuff. You start with the foundation, which is the tutorial, and then you do the design. But that design can lead into your own style. It can lead into a new discovered passion. Like maybe, you know, maybe you, you have a similar journey to me. Like I started graphic design and then I discovered motion and I fell in love with motion design. You know what I mean? Like it's that's that's honestly like the best part about graphic design is it's so flexible and feasible to your own routine mm-hmm. that you have like so much room to fail, but at the same time you have so much room to adapt. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can learn anything you want. Like right now I can go on YouTube right now and type in how to learn uh you know Swiss typography and I could watch a tutorial and hone that craft for a few weeks and become familiar with it and then that'll be a new skill set added to the arsenal. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um YouTube, Skillshare, all of those guys are highly, highly, highly underrated. Like, if you are not looking up YouTube tutorials, even as an experienced designer, I personally think that you are missing an opportunity there. There is a lot of stuff you can learn on YouTube, so I absolutely agree. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of lots of cool places uh, you can do. I mean, personally, this is what I was talking about, about the plugging. I'm recently going to start a new YouTube series. It's going to be called the Frostify Design Academy. And it's just going to be a bunch of free tutorials. You know what I mean? Like, I, I really want to be able to give that to viewers and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, there's just tons of stuff you can look at. So keep an eye out for YouTube and definitely search what you want to learn. You know what I mean? If you want to learn motion design, search how to do motion design. I promise you, you will find that. And you just got to keep with it. Stay consistent. And if you learn, it's going to be really, really good for you and your career moving forward personally. That's mm-hmm. that's what I think. So if if... If someone listening to this wants to go that route or is already going that route, do something for me. Get a mentor in the space. Get a mentor in the space that you yes. that, that you see as like – honestly, if you see the person on Twitter and you're afraid to ask them or ask them a question, ask them to be your mentor. That's the question you should be asking because like if, if, if you hold this person on a pedestal, that is something – that is like – that's a place where that like they're where they are in they in their career. You value that. You value where they are. You value what they've done and what they are doing. So, be in their ear. Honestly, be a pest. You know, I if if they don't if they don't give you anything back, don't annoy them. Obviously, like get that social cue. But like if they keep 
if they keep you know if they're completely open with talking with you answering your questions be a pest be annoying no like know how to ask questions and get feedback while you're going through this route of like learning new material new you know, you know new things online you know learning how to do different things because there are certain things in graphic design they're like yes you can search how to make a youtube header but there are aspects of design that you need to know like composition you know different compositional type of things contrast color rhythm, color theory yeah contrast you know different um they're like um gestalt 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 principles of, of graphic design like i probably said his last name but like there are some things that you need to know about graphic design like you really need to know about graphic design that has you start from the base and you're not gonna you're not gonna learn that you know if you don't know how to search it you know i, I guess i guess in a way in a way you reaching out to someone more experienced they're gonna be able to you know tell you hey when i was your age or when i was in your position these are the things i didn't really know what to search this is what you should this is what you should search this is like especially when you come with a design like ask them for feedback they're going to tell you hey the composition is a little wonky and you're not going to know how to fix it you know exactly. that's in a sense where like okay like i know how to blend things really well i know how to use type really well but do i know how to compose like put put assets onto a canvas and compose something really well and know why it's composed a certain way especially once you get into marketing that stuff is humongous to learn and that stuff is humongous. Oh, like, like that's gonna make or break a marketing piece if you don't oh, know composition true. you don't know focal points you don't know you know rule of thirds is a huge one everyone knows rule of thirds you know so like if, if you don't know those types of things which are taught in school you know that's where i started with that that was taught day one in school um like there are some things that are majority – I guess to shorten it without me rambling again, there are some things that are majority taught in school that if you don't go to school, you need to have a mentor to learn those or you need to have someone that has gone through it to learn those things. So do that. Get a mentor. Very true. Yeah, another thing that's also really keen to look at and something that helped me a lot when I was growing and really starting out – um, is overall finding a friend group at your level. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Really, like, connecting and networking is key. I, I read a quote one time. I'm sure I've said it before on, like, you know, other podcasts, my podcast, maybe a YouTube video even. The quote is, if you want to be successful, surround yourself with people who want to be successful, people mm -hmm. who want it as bad as you. You know what I mean? Overall, dude, like, it's so underrated to learn off of other people. Like, I feel like people don't do it a lot. You know what I mean? Like, it's very... <laughs> It's very key to do that, you know, whether or not it's getting feedback from a big artist. And you guys would be surprised, like, how many big artists are in the scene that will respond. You know what I mean? Like, they, you have to understand that these people are human, too. You know what I mean? Like, they are just as willing to help out. Like, mm -hmm. you got to exactly. Yeah, that's 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 pretty that's pretty much what I've got to say there, because ultimately networking and connections is going to be probably one of like your best factors and tools that you can use to really learn from each other you know like if you're not looking at tutorials um that's the second best option absolutely like you can totally learn from a friend who's been in the space longer the fundamentals of graphic design contrast rhythm uh you know hierarchy whatever the case may be i definitely think that's something that people should take into account and don't be scared to reach out you know exactly what jared said like if you reach out to people and they don't respond don't nag them because that's just extremely disrespectful <laughs> um but if they reach out with feedback like genuinely 
treat them like humans and take in their knowledge. You know what I mean? There's nothing more special than learning from other people, in my opinion. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Okay. So I think like, that's, that's where we are, man. That's, that's where we are. That's what we wanted to talk about. Like the person, like you listening, you hearing this right now, there's so much content to go back into this podcast, especially honestly, like if all you listen to is the last like 15 minutes of this podcast, that it's, it's about like building yourself as as a designer educationally and like being able to learn what you want to learn by not wasting $25,000 to go to school. <laughs> I'll say that. I'll say that. I'll throw a monetary. It's expensive. It <laughs> it's expensive, so expensive. For real. And 25,000, like that's the low end, you know, imagine going to like Savannah college of design. Oh God, or, bro. You know, I wanted, yeah. For college, I really wanted to go Jeepers. to Cal Arts. Oh, expensive, God, the, man. School is expensive. Dude. I think it's like 80k. I'm like hell no. Yeah, school is Sorry. expensive. <laughs> it um, is. It really is. But yeah, so to kind of close out here, um obviously, you know, thank you for being on the podcast. I really appreciate you taking your time and the flexibility before, you know, us starting and us hitting record. I really appreciate that, man. Um it's been an awesome conversation and awesome to meet you. You know, I Absolutely. you know awesome seeing you seeing your content on, you know, YouTube and uh and and Twitter, what you're pushing out, what you're standing for is is awesome and I, I wanted to have a conversation. I think I think it went really, really well. I think it went really, really Thank well. You. <laughs> Thank you. I'm honestly so, so happy I got to be on and talk about, you know, my goal with content and mm-hmm. overall like my vision with content. Cause I don't I don't just think that like, you know, design content on my end is going to be really nice like content the content co- like the graphic design sorry i'm like stumbling over my words Not graphic good. design content scene is going to get big eventually you know what i mean mm. it's such an untapped market so i think it's a great way to also market yourself if you want to get into content if you are thinking like damn i want to help people i want to be able to teach graphic design what is stopping you absolutely nothing go do it you know you've got one of these you've got a phone you can totally go hit record you don't need a lot of equipment do what makes you passionate doesn't matter what other people think Mm -hmm. awesome man awesome well to the people listening go down below check out check out frost's links um his link tree will honestly be down there so click his link tree if you've never heard of link tree click on it everything else will be in there it'll take you to an external tab all his links to his socials, Twitter, YouTube, probably not Facebook because no one uses Facebook. <laughs> um, so you know, everything else, his portfolio, that'll all be there. Click on that. Go connect with the man. Um, and, yeah. So thank you for listening to Episode 8 of Season 3 of the Creative Process Podcast. I really thank you guys for coming out today. Um, and, as always, before we end it off, make sure you go and tell someone that you love them. All right. We will see you yes. next time. <laughs> we will Absolutely. see you next time on episode nine. Take it easy. Peace. Absolutely.